Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everyone, to NFT Nation, the most relatable and reliable NFT and crypto podcast in the nation. In today's episode of NFT Nation's Bitcoin Bulletin, I'll be covering a few news stories from the crypto and NFT world that give a positive outlook on the market while since prices have been falling in the past few days. So uh, I'm, I hope you all find these stories very interesting and uh, let's get right into it. So for my first first story, the headline goes, the Luna Foundation Guard buys additional $100 million in Bitcoin and now holds over 42,000 Bitcoins. So the Luna Foundation, otherwise known as uh, LFG, is a nonprofit organization established in the Republic of Singapore dedicated to creating a reserve protocol for the algorithmic stablecoin USDT, which is um, like the stablecoin for Terra Luna. And they have purchased an additional uh, $100 million worth of Bitcoin, increasing its total holdings to just over 42,000 Bitcoin. And that's over $1.7 billion, which is crazy to see. Um, According to the dashboard tracking the reserves, the Luna Foundation Guard currently has around um, $2.25 billion uh, in in reserve, like currency, ready to spend. And about 75.5 of their portfolio, or $1.7 billion of which is actually Bitcoin. Another 17% of this is just in the USD coin, which is just a USD, uh, USDC stablecoin, which is the equivalent to about around $400 million. And uh, Terra Luna announced in February that it would partially back its stablecoin USDT, which is uh, the Terra Luna stablecoin, with Bitcoin. And uh, Du Quan claimed that the founder aims to purchase over $10 billion in Bitcoin. So obviously they're going to try and reach this $10 billion point as fast as possible. Uh, it's really good to see that large players in the market continually purchase Bitcoin as prices are falling. And it really shows that the big players in the game have a strong faith in the power of Bitcoin, especially in the future, since they want to own over $10 billion of Bitcoin. So for my second story, the headline goes, the Belarus based crypto exchange bans Russian client clients amid the Ukraine invasion. So um, the crypto exchange is called currency.com. And as Russia's invasion of Ukraine continues to draw businesses away from uh, obviously Russia's economy, the Minsk based crypto exchange uh, is joining the expanding list of companies that decided to withhold their services from Russian residents. So pretty much the latest move follows the company's earlier decision to stop opening new accounts for clients from the rushing market. So obviously, uh, currency.com recently decided to not let any new people from Russia create accounts on their site. And now they are starting to pretty much just stall any Russian accounts on their site. Uh, so the CEO of cryptocurrency, I'm going to get this wrong. It's going to be pretty hard. Bialik Kedik, uh, the CEO of 
cryptocurrency.com uh there he's like the ceo of their ukrainian operations was quoted in a statement saying that the russian invasion of ukraine brought violence and disorder to the people of ukraine we condemn the we condemn the russian aggression in the strongest possible terms we stand with ukraine and everyone who denounces this terrible war in these circumstances we can no longer continue to serve our clients from Russia. So since the war the war's outbreak, currency.com has donated more than 1 million dollars to support the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine and that is according to the data released by currency.com. So pretty much uh currency.com and many other crypto exchanges and many other businesses really in the entire world have have begun to put their foot down against Russia and against uh Vladimir Putin's um invasion of Ukraine and uh, honestly I find this very admirable for them because they believe you know what we're, we're not dealing with russia anymore they need to they need to be taught a lesson for what they're doing and i completely understand why currency.com has been doing this so for my third story this one's kind of kind of a a big one the nft market is showing signs of maturing as sales expand beyond ethereum and investors are starting to pile into the new NFT platform, MoonPay. So not only are NFTs uh, being purchased not, uh, off of Ethereum, so like Solana and many other altcoins, also many people, many celebrities and famous people are uh, investing into many NFT platforms. So between January and March of 2022, NFT trading volumes cooled down from a hot start in January, but the number of trades increased significantly in networks that are outside of Ethereum, indicating an expanding NFT market with broadening adoption across the entire ecosystem. According to a recent report released by a DAP informer provider, which is DAP Radar, they're kind of a little company that looks at everything that's going on around NFT sales and everything. So pretty much the company the uh, says that the NFT market is currently undergoing a consolidation period after a historical start of 2022. In the first quarter of this year, NFT generated uh, around $12 billion in trades, while the number of sales and unique traders was also on the rise. So you're seeing a total sales volume go up and the amount of traders that are trading NFTs. So last month, the NFT space generated around uh, $31.4 billion in trades, which uh, 62% came from the looks rare marketplace. So it's not it's not actually all OpenSea, even though OpenSea might be the most famous uh, or most well-known NFT marketplace. It's actually good to see that other marketplaces are coming on the rise to, to be some sort of competition. And obviously the NFT activity in blockchains outside of Ethereum are uh, stuff like Avalanche, 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 sorry, and the AVAX token, Flow with the Flow token, Polygon with the Matic token, and Solana with the Sol token. And all of these are just ramping up and they're continuing to see like further growth with their use in the NFT market. This increase in the number of sales taking place in blockchains other than Ethereum is another positive sign for the NFT market. The number of trades made on Avalanche rose by 582% compared to the previous quarter. While the sales generated on Solana and Polygon were up 34% quarter to quarter. So we are seeing a massive move from Ethereum into other uh, blockchains and other coins. Because I would say, honestly, because 
Uh, there's a high barrier to entry with a lot of Ethereum-based NFTs. Also, people just don't want to pay these gas fees for Ethereum. It just makes sense why they are moving to other blockchains. Um, this led to DAP Radar. This led DAP Radar, sorry, to the conclusion that the NFT space is showing sh- signs of maturing. Like people are understanding. Wait, there's more than just Ethereum. We, c- I can do more stuff. I don't have to follow the mainstream NFT or if that makes sense with just going on Ethereum. I can do my own thing. I can look at other blockchains. I don't have to pay these high immense gas fees, which is really good to see because it's just giving variety to the marketplace and it's not just letting one like one uh beast control the market. It's 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 diversifying, which is great to see. Um, and to kind of move on to that, Yuga Labs is also improving NFT markets as well. So between January and March of 2022, Yuga Labs, which is the powerhouse behind the Board Ape Yacht Club, raised a total of $450 million, led by the venture capital firm Anderson Horowitz, which is also involved in Animoca Brands. Uh, this is what DAP Radar said as well. So you're seeing a huge, uh, like a, just a huge move. Um, into the nft space from these big players and especially these big venture capital funds and honestly like when money talks money walks so i mean i'm i'm expecting big things to happen in in upcoming in the nft space and honestly the board api club creators drew headlines earlier in march after acquiring the ip of crypto punks and me bits two of the most popular nft collections previously owned by larva labs and the move established yuga labs as one of the most relevant brands in all of web3 yuga labs uh yuga lab nfts currently represent 44 percent of ethereum's top 100 nft collections by market cap uh, no other group in the nft space is even close in terms of dominance so i mean if yuga labs is raising money and doing big things you better everyone better listen up and kind of see what they're doing because they are a huge mover in this market this is very bullish for the future of nfts since these huge players are continuously investing into the space and on the topic of investing into the nft space so let's move on to uh these big celebrities in um investing into nft marketplaces so ashton kutcher gwyneth paltrow justin bieber and snoop dogg are among 60 new celebrity investors that have put money into the fintech startup MoonPay. So the company lets users buy cryptocurrencies using conventional payment methods like uh, credit cards, bank transfers, or mobile wallets, such as Apple Pay or Google Pay. And this is kind of similar to a Coinbase with, with more a NFT side to it as well. In November, MoonPay announced its first ever financing round led by Tiger Global in Kochu, which values the company at 34 billion dollars i mean this is just another reason to be bullish on nfts because this is just more and more money pouring into the market which is great to see because i mean obviously these celebrities have money to blow and they they don't have to like obviously they don't have to make money on every single investment they do but they're trying to make money and they believe in it so they're putting money into it and this is another reason why i think the nft market has a lot of potential because i'm seeing these huge players in just massive amounts of money like unfathomable wealth Sorry, going into the NFT space, which just makes me want to pay more attention and maybe invest money myself. So for my final story, this is a pretty important one, especially if you are uh, if you hold any XRP. So Ripple claims another big win against against the US SEC. So the price of XRP, the coin that's associated with the uh, fintech firm Ripple, 
rose a little bit to, uh, rose a little bit the other day after news of one of the, one of the uh, lawyers that's working on the case called a very big win for Ripple, and this is pr- uh, pretty much in an ongoing court battle against the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, aka the SEC. So pretty much, if just to give a little bit of background on what's going on, the SEC pretty much is calling telling Ripple that uh, XRP is a security. And they need to pretty much be treated as a security, and Ripple is pretty much denying it and going to court over this. So pretty much the big win is referred to its decision to uh, a decision made by the court handling the case to deny the SEC a motion to reconsider a deliberative process privilege or a DPP ruling. And the SEC pretty much seeks to have it both ways. If granted, the DPP ruling will have a given the SEC the right to withhold documents that Ripple's lawyers say are central to the case. Signif- or specifically, Ripple wants, to do- wants documents related to a speech held in June 2018 by the SEC dic- uh, director at the time, William Hinman, to be disclosed. In the speech, Hinman said that Ethereum's native token, ETH, could not be classified as a security due to the fact that it was pr- appropriately decentralized. The lawyer who shared the comment on this on this latest outcome is James K. Finland, a Ripple community defense lawyer who has an extensive experience in the SEC case. So this is obviously a big player in the SEC's case. I believe uh, this information is completely true because they uh, he is so close to the case and there's really no reason for him to lie on Ripple's behalf. Um, the SEC was allowed to redact meaning, meaning uh, notes, so Finland's comments about Ripple's big win came shortly after he shared with his uh, Twitter followers that the court had granted a motion by the SEC to redact notes of, the, of, the, of meetings between SEC employees and representatives of, the, of, of third party in relation to Ripple's case. The news was met with anger with uh, many from the members of the XRP community, with one user saying that it is no surprise considering they don't want to make the government look bad, and another claiming that the judges are working for the SEC. So this is actually pretty funny because the uh, government's like, oh, wait, we're going to get in trouble for what one of our leaders said earlier about uh, how Ethereum wasn't a security because it's properly decentralized. Wait, we're going to look bad if, with our stance on crypto about how XRP centralized and it needs to be a security. I think we need to redact these statements to pretty much make our case look better. So um, the SEC also has a lot of conflicts of interest on this topic. So the news of the court's decisions today can't come came after a whistleblower group known as the Empower Oversight released documents last Friday that the group said uh, shed light on potential conflicts of interest among SEC officials. According to the documents obtained by the group, the conflicts of interest specifically relate to Ethereum and the question of whether ETH is a security or not. The issue is central to the ongoing case between Ripple and X- or in the SEC, with Ripple arguing that XRP cannot be considered a security if ETH is not considered one either. So Ripple's pretty much saying, "Hey, if you if you if you believe that Ethereum's not a security, why would you make XRP a security? Since they're both equally centralized." Uh, my my kind of uh, opinions on this is that it's good to see that the SEC and Ripple lawsuit is continuing to move in a positive direction. It's very I think it's very good to see that Ripple and many members in the community are kind of pointing the uh, government out on their wrongdoings and pretty much just saying, "Hey, like." You're saying one thing and doing the other. Like, you need to be accountable for what you're saying. And at this point, the SEC is just wasting Ripple's time. I mean, they're kind of just keep 
dragging along the ball and chain. They really just need to get to a point whether it's going to be a security or not. And once the lawsuit is settled and XRP is pretty much deemed not a security, which I fully believe it will be, the price of XRP is going to explode. Um, this is just my personal opinion. Obviously, I'm not a financial advisor. I, I have no idea what's going to happen in the future, but that's just my personal opinion. And if Ethereum is not a security, then XRP should not be a security. Like flat out, that's really all I have to say on this topic. And it's really just important to understand what you believe is security. And if XRP is decentralized, Ethereum is decentralized, many, many, many of these cryptos are decentralized, they should not be considered securities. So pretty much that's all my two cents I have for you all today. Hopefully you all learned something in these four news topics. If you uh, think some of your friends or maybe a family member will find these news topics interesting go ahead and share this episode that'll be much uh, that'll be greatly appreciated that's really how we spread this uh this podcast out it's just word of mouth because we don't run any like ads for it we don't i don't boost any posts on instagram or anything like that i think it's just it's good to have some original organic growth with this podcast so if you all want to contact us in any way maybe ask me a question or anything like that feel free to contact any of our social medias. It is at NFT underscore nation underscore podcast. It is the same for our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Feel free to contact us on any of those. And if you want to send us an email, it is at nft.nation at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and send me an email. They all be, I'd be happy to email you back. And yeah, guys, also don't forget to give us five stars and share this with a friend, just like I said, and have a good one.